0: Bo we are continuing in Sefer Shimuel Aleph, chapter twelve. What happened in chapter eleven? Anybody know? Yes. What? We killed the Ammon. Shaul establishes authority. Shaul establishes his kingship officially, and then and how he does that by succeeding in the battle against Nachash Amoni. Hmm. Yeah, totally. And <clears throat> after that, after that, Shimuel says. Let's go to Gilgal. Gilgal is obviously this place where a lot has happened. Yeah, Yeah, no, Shimuel. Shimuel says, let's go to Gilgal and re-coronate the king. Yeah, coronation. And they made Shaul king. (laughs) They offered Zivachim, they offered Shilamim offerings before God and Shaul and all of the people were extremely joyous. Is this what the thing was... Shmuel said that earlier. I'm going to meet you in Gilgal or something like that. Right, 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 right. that's gonna That story is coming up in the, in, not in the next chapter, but in the chapter after that. Oh. In which uh, we'll see. But remember, there are two things to remember actually. One is that Shmuel had already warned Shaul that when we go to Gilgal, Jay will find it, but when we go to uh, Gilgal, it's going to take me seven days to arrive. Wait for me there. And it, with the expectation that Shaul is actually going to wait for him. Now... Let's see if he actually does. Because if Shemuel is even the slightest bit late and Shaul gets nervous, and maybe he doesn't wait for Shemuel to get there, well, we'll see what happens, okay? But but that's a foreshadowing of what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is that, what was this story supposed to remind us of? What was the story of Nachasha Amoni How did Shaul get the people, to, to the 330,000 men to come Binyin. join in battle? He took, an, he took a couple of cattle, took a couple of... Uh, of cows he, slaw, he cut them up into pieces And he sent them out To all of Israel Now, what is that An obvious reference to? Whenever you kill Who sent out A cut oh, up the, no, no. 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 Ch- Ch- levi, the, the The levi From the story Of Pilegash B'Givah Okay The levi From the story Of Pilegash B'Givah yeah. When his concubine when, when Binyamin Killed this thing His, his concubine he, he cut the concubine up He sent the pieces Of her to all of Israel And they came to do battle Against Binyamin now, interestingly, Shaul, who is from Shevet bin Amin, who is brought to task by the people who were killed in the story of Pelegesh P'giva, the people from Yavesh Gilad, those people, uh, Shaul then takes the cows and he cuts it up the same exact way that the Levi did in the story of Pelegesh P'giva. It's an obvious reference. It's an obvious parallel. And the idea is to tell us that the what was the disunity of Israel before and the civil war of Israel before is now being solved through the might and leadership of Sha'ul. Okay, that's the idea. That was the idea of chapter 11. uh, read read us the Pasuk, Yud, Pasuk, in In English. Then you shall go to Gilgal ahead of me. Behold, I will go down to you to offer burnt offerings and slaughter peace offerings. You shall wait for seven days until I come to you, and I will inform you of what you to what you are to do. Okay, so wait for me for seven days, and I'll inform you as to what you are to do. Okay, that's those are key words that Shimuel had told to Shaul very early on, because at that time they weren't even planning on being in Gilgal yet. But mm-hmm. he says, eventually, when we get to Gilgal, I'm going to ask you to wait for me for seven days. Okay, good. Chapter twelve. Chapter 12 is an interesting chapter. It's kind of like a, a pause on the story. And chapter 12 represents the conclusion of you know, this establishing the king. Shemuel sees that the king has now been established. He's now content with the fact that all of Israel followed the king. And now he has to say his concluding remarks as to the nature of the kingship and to what he thinks about Israel's original request for the king. Okay? So in this chapter, he's going to reiterate. A lot of his concerns with the kingship and a lot of his frustrations with Am Israel that they asked for a king in the first place, because still, just because they've successfully coronated a king does not mean Shemuel was happy to give it to them. And now Shemuel is going to reiterate those frustrations in this chapter. Shemuel says to all of Israel, "I've listened to your to your voices, to everything that you told me, and I put for you a king." And behold, now the king is going before you, and I am old, and I've, uh, and I've uh, of become of age. Yeah. My sons are with you, meaning instead of me, meaning it's not me anymore, but it's my sons. My sons are corrupt. Yeah, exactly. That's why, that's why I'm not interpreting it as, here my sons are serving you rightfully. I'm, all the, I think all he's saying is, and behold, it's not me anymore who's leading. It's my sons who are now like, taking, starting to take over. And I have gone before you, from my youth until this day. Now why is Shemuel talking about how old he is and how he's been leading B'nai Israel for so long? He will see. First of all, Shemuel, if Shaul is going to be king, now Shemuel is slowly going to recede from the picture. Yeah. The whole because, whole purpose was to establish a king Because who, what was the first battle that we saw What was the first military victory that we saw Before Shaul came on the scene When Bnei Israel defeated the Pelishtim With the help of Shemuel That was even before Shaul was around So meaning beforehand Shemuel was clearly playing a role Of some kind of king uh-huh. So now that Shaul is taking over Shemuel is talking about his life Because his, now his tenure is coming to an end okay? Answer me or, or um, lay claim against me, against uh, Hashem and against His Anointed One, referring to Shaul. Et shor mila whose ox did I take? Vachamor and whose donkey did I take? Veatmi ashakti, and who did I steal from? Or who did I um, coerce? Coerce. who did I punish? Or who did I? Um, what is Ratzotay? How are they translating? Who did finished. I? <laughs> what? Coerced. Or oh, robbed was the first, first one. Is oh, the first one was robbed, it's yeah. coerced, Ratsoti. It's like, um, um, ashuk Viratsuts, right? Ashuk Viratsuts means robbed and beaten, you know, something like that, okay? mila kachti who did I take a bribe from? Ve'alim aibo, and then I covered my eyes. Did I do anything wrong? Ve'ashiv lachim. And if you have a claim that I've done any of these things, that if I've hurt anybody, that I've stolen from anybody, that I've taken any bribes, I've done anything and I've covered my eyes from it, tell me and tell I'll, I'll answer you. By the way, so for the sons part, one of the commentators nicely explains, since Shema was about to rebuke the nation for having, a de- having demanded a king, he first wanted to prove that he had no self-serving motives. That's why mm-hmm. he was saying my sons, I'm not giving it to my sons, I'm not passing over the Oh, to my sons. Oh, that's what he's trying to say? He began by saying that he was old and grand, therefore had no royal ambitions of his own. As for his still youthful sons, they are with you. I in essence, they, they are the like people. the rest of the people are pledged to the king's service and accepting his leadership. They're not yeah, above okay. the law. Okay. Okay. So that's 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 why he's bringing up his sons. He's saying, not, why not, why And my sons before they're with you, they're on your side, meaning they're no, they're no special, they're nobody special. They're they're serving Shaul the same way the rest of you are. Hmm. And then the people answer Shemuel. Oh, by the way, who does this sound like? Shmuel when he's saying this, who did I steal from? Did I take anybody's donkey? Did I take anybody's ox? Have we seen somebody speak like this before? In Tanakh? In the Torah, specifically? Uh, yeah, with... um, um in your parasha. My oh, yeah, parasha? yeah, what's your parasha? What's your parasha? My parasha? Yeah. Korach? Yeah. Oh, Korach. Kor- uh, Moshe Rabbeinu? That says. Yes, Moshe Rabbeinu Christ Hashem, he says, please, um, did I take anybody's ox? Did I take anybody's donkey? That please don't listen to Korach and his people. Because I am innocent, I'm an, I'm a, I'm a fair leader, I'm an honest leader. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, on, now what's interesting yeah. also. No, no, no. The the main connection is between Shimuel and Moshe. No. Okay. And the that's idea, why everyone says that there was like a there Moshe da Aron Shimuel is always compared to Moshe. There are a lot of comparisons between Shimuel and Moshe. In the in the in, this is one of them. That Shimuel at the end of his career. He gets up and he says, "Who did I take from? Did I take anything from anybody? I was a good leader." And Moshe said the same thing when the rebellion of Korah happened. Okay. Now the people answer this time. <laughs> the, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> And the people said, "You did not steal from us. You did not coerce us. <laughs> you did not take anything from anybody." <laughs> And he said to them, God is a witness to you, and God, and so is his anointed one, meaning Shaul, uh, on this day, that you have not found any fault in my leadership, and the people said, Ed, witness, we are witnesses. And, the people, and Shemuel said to the people, God who made, who brought to the table, who brought Moshe and Aaron, and who took your forefathers out of Egypt, now you people who benefited from God bringing Moshe and Aaron to the scene, and you people who benefited from God taking you out of Egypt, stand here and let us go into judgment together before God. Meaning, let's see if we, the Jewish people, are deserving of all this kindness. Now Shuma is going to start going into them. He's going to start rebuking them. Let's talk about all of the righteous things that God, all the just things that God did for you, the kindnesses that He did for you and for your forefathers. Meaning, what is Shemuel trying to say? Let's count how many good things Hashem brought to you and now let's see if your rebellion against God and asking for a king is fair. Meaning, God has given you so much and you turn around and you ask Him for a king and say, you're not good enough for us, Hashem. That's what Shimuel, That's the <coughs> nature of Shemuel's rebuke right now. Okay, when Yaakov came to Mitzrayim, your forefathers cried out to Hashem. Hashem sent Moshe and Aaron. Hashem um, sent Moshe and Aaron. And Moshe and Aaron took your forefathers out of Egypt. And they settled them in this place in Israel. And then your forefathers forgot Hashem, their God. He sold them in the hands of Sisera. Which story is that in Shofetim? Which story, which, which story is Cicera? Which, uh, which um, North. It, it was kind of in the north, but I'm talking which uh, thing, Shofet. It's Deborah and Barak. Mm-hmm. Deborah and Barak was Pilishtim, Who was fighting against the Pilishtim? Everyone. Everyone, but the most one that we know, Shimshon. Oh, Shimshon. We Moab. Who fought against Melech Moab? So, Hashem, in His anger that you forgot Him, He sent you all of these enemies, and uh, these enemies did battle against your forefathers. But then your forefathers cried out to Hashem, We've sinned, for we've left God. And we've served the Baalim and the Asharot, the different types of Abu and now save us from our enemies, and we will serve you. God sent Tirubal. Who's Yirubal? You remember how Yerubal got his Yidon. name? Gidon. Gidon got his name because he destroyed the, the thing of his uh, father, the idol Baals. of the the, the idol and the thing, uh, the idol of Baal. And then the people came and they said, "What is this?" Sorry, it wasn't his father. He destroyed the one of the temple. And then the people came and he said, and they said, "What is this?" And then the father, Gidon's father, answered, wait, if, it's this really, if this God can really defend itself, let it defend itself. What are you guys doing? What are you complaining about the fact that Gidon destroyed it? And then they called Yerubal. they called Gidon Yerubal because he's the one that, that killed Baal. Yeah. Who's Bidon? Who was from Dan? Oh, Shimshon. Shimshon was from Dan. And God saved you from your enemies, and you dwelt comfortably. Okay, so that's Shimuel's setup. Because Shemuel wants to rebuke Bnei Israel for rebelling against God. And he's saying, look at all the good things that God has done for you. And how it's so foolish that you're now asking for a king. Because every time something bad has happened to you, it's been because of your own sins. And every time you've done Teshuvah, God has saved you. So instead of asking for a king, you should have just done Teshuvah. That's Shemuel's argument. Okay, we'll continue the argument. Amen.